This podcast is brought to you by Recontract, the leading software to automate your reconditioning process. From vehicles to people to parts, Recontract streamlines every touchpoint in your recon process. Visit recontract.com an to learn more. That's R-E-C-O-N-T-R-A-C dot com slash A-N. Welcome to Daily Drive for Friday, March 24th, 2023. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, Ford's Blue Oval City is set to pump out half a million EV pickups per year. Unions aren't having it with Biden's trade deal plans for minerals. And dealers get a glimpse of Ram's midsize EV pickup. Plus, we'll hear from California Service Director Lamont Harris, who talks about building a family culture by listening and taking notes. Most people in the automotive industry, you have the boss, you have the technician, you have the service advisors, and it's like a downhill conversation. But when it's lateral and you're on their level and they know that you care more about them than just the hours they're turning, the the relationship comes together like it should. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Ford says its Blue Oval City manufacturing plant in Tennessee will be able to produce 500,000 electric pickups per year when it comes online in 2025. The site will build a next-generation truck that CEO Jim Farley has said would not be another F-150 Lightning. Ford on Friday said the vehicle program is codenamed Project T3, which is short for Trust the Truck. It's a mantra engineers and designers have used while developing it. Ford and battery partner SK On are investing more than $5.5 billion in Blue Oval City. The facility will also include a battery plant and supplier park. The company's plan to create approximately 6,000 new jobs at the site 50 miles northeast of Memphis. At least one dealer is calling Ram's early concept for a midsize electric truck, quote, spectacular. The brand gave dealers a look at the electric concept this week at a meeting in Las Vegas. Randy Dye was Stellantis' dealer council chairman in 2022. He says what he saw this week surpassed his expectations. Probably my mindset was a bit conventional, and I think this is future, you know, meaning um, they're going to go rather than invest in uh, old technology, they're going to go right to the EV piece. So I, uh, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was spectacular, honestly, better than I would have hoped. Dye says the truck is an electric concept bearing an aesthetic similar to that of the 1500 Revolution concept that rolled out at CES in January. The U.S. Treasury Department says it will release guidance next week on battery sourcing requirements for electric vehicle tax subsidies under President Joe Biden's climate change law. It's the first in a string of highly anticipated rules to determine just how broadly the credits can be used. Tesla told its employees that it expects to lose the full $7,500 federal tax credit on the Model 3 sedan because the batteries come from China. That's according to EV-focused website Electrek, citing sources familiar with the matter. And meanwhile, U.S. labor unions are pushing back on White House efforts to allow trade allies to tap into the climate law's subsidies related to critical minerals. The Biden administration wants to allow European Union and Japanese firms mining and processing the minerals to tap into some of the lucrative subsidies. Unions, including the UAW, fear the move will sap American jobs. That's according to people familiar with the matter who spoke with Bloomberg. 
The resistance from some of President Biden's biggest political supporters threatens to further complicate his efforts to pursue the deals with allies. It also comes as lawmakers warn against any trade deal that sidesteps Congress. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, speaking of the UAW, I think you know what I'm about to ask you. We still don't have a new UAW president. And what does this mean for the meetings that come on Monday? Do they get pushed back? Like, what happens here? We are in uncharted territory. You're right. We do not have a winner of the UAW presidential runoff election. There's still a number of uh, contested ballots that exceeds the margin between the two candidates. So vote counting is now set to resume on Saturday morning, just 48 hours before the bargaining convention is set to begin. It's a close race, and it seems like it's close to being decided, uh, but it's just been so hard to predict. It's dragged on so long. I'm wondering if we could see a scenario where, you know, Ray Curry presides over the opening as president, and before the bargaining convention is over, he's been replaced by Sean Fain. Uh, We'll just have to see how it goes. It's been quite a drama. I feel like one day, Jamie, this will make a great Netflix series. (laughs) Yeah, it totally could. Uh, Coming up, we'll hear from one service director about taking care of employees by taking notes. That's next on Daily Drive. Across the Hendrick Automotive Group, each store had a different reconditioning process. They started looking for a solution that would help them standardize their processes, give them actionable information, and ultimately drive efficiency. Knowing they needed to bring together all pieces of their operation to cut cycle times down to their goal of three days, they chose Recontract. Chris Little, Vice President of Variable Operations, explains why having the tools to measure your recon process gives you what you need to manage it more effectively. Everyone knows speed uh, to the front line uh, equates to more turns, which helps the overall company do better in terms of parts service and inventory bias. And so uh, when you can really take the time to measure and manage that uh, and perfect that, uh, you're going to increase your turns, you're going to increase your gross profit, and you're really just going to increase the amount of used cars you can sell uh, because you're getting them out on the front line. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. When Lamont Harris talks to his employees, he jots down birthdays, anniversary dates, and kids' names so he can remember important events and people in their lives. Harris is service director at Selma Nissan, Selma Hyundai, and Genesis of Selma in California. He says knowing more about his staff helps him build a family-like culture at his three stores. Harris spoke with senior editor Dan Shine about how his note-taking has brought him closer to his employees. Lamont, thanks so much for being here with me. Absolutely, Dan. Thanks for uh, having me. It's, it's an honor to be here with you, sir. I follow you, your work. Great, great, great. You're great at it. So thanks for having me. Thanks. Checks in the mail to you. Uh, (laughs) I'll hold you to that. (laughs) So I was having a conversation in this very platform a few weeks back with Joshua Taylor. And in the course of our conversation, he brought up your name. And as it relates to kind of a a notebook that you kind of jot down things about your about your staff. Tell me a little bit about that and what's in there. Absolutely. Uh, Joshua Taylor, that's my SDL brother. We meet, uh, we talk and conversate often and we meet every Sunday morning. But the notebook he speak of is something, it came about during one-on-one meetings with my technicians and walking around, uh, engaging with my staff, service advisors, porters, detailers, techs, 
And in these conversations, I was learning and hearing a lot of information, not all of it work related. In leadership, you know, the best way to influence somebody. And let me let me be clear, not influence and manipulate, but influence behavior and bring that galvanization together is to have a connection with them. So I started writing. I started carrying a little pocket pad around that I keep. I would take notes and I would transfer this information over to this book that I have. And in the book is birthdays, anniversaries, interests, dislikes, things about the thing about things about the kids. And I would use that to build a relationship. Most people in the automotive industry, you have the boss, you have the technician, you have the service advisors. And it's like a downhill conversation, but when it's lateral and you're on their level and you know, or they know that you care more about them than just the hours they're turning, the the relationship comes together like it should. So it's information in there and I can't remember it all. So the book comes in handy, you know, I I keep it, I date it and it's under the uh, person's name. And if I'm having a conversation, some of the stuff I remember. And some I don't, but I want to make sure when I'm talking to this person, they know I took interest in them other than just the work they do. You know, they're, they're people. Yes, we have a job to do. Uh, we're hired to produce, but we have lives outside of work. We have stresses. We have happiness. And the more they know I care about that, the better our relationship is. So how did you come up with this idea? Did you steal it from somebody else or did you just kind of like said, oh, I should really remember that I should you know, today's his anniversary, today's his birthday. I ought to really remember that and, and write that down. Well, I'll tell you, like they say, there's nothing new under the sun. So what I'm doing now has already been done. But when I got the idea, I heard about the pocket pamphlet of taking notes. But for my company, they used to send out chocolate candy bars on anniversaries and birthdays. And I'm like, when I got mine, I was like, okay, they, they remembered. So it sparked something in me to start taking notes and being personable with my team. So the idea came from a a combination of what my company was doing at the time and me hearing about, hey, so much is going on in the dealership. Managers are so busy. You can't remember everything. So start writing it down. So I kind of put the two together and use it to benefit relationships. How long have you been doing this? How many years does this go back? Well, I just started taking notes. I've been in the automotive industry for about 28 years, started as a detailer, uh, went into shop maintenance, shuttle, service advisor, a warranty administrator, dispatcher, assistant service manager, manager, now director of uh, two brands. But taking notes, I'm probably two and a half years into this. Uh, Of course, leadership is always a learning experience. And when I saw that it was working, I kept it going. So about two years, two and a half years. I know we, we talk about measuring things and you said that, you know, you can you knew what it was working. How, how did you know, what kind of feedback did you get that made you realize, oh, this is a thing that I got to keep doing because it's getting results? The attitudes and actual feedback from technicians. You remember that? Yes, I do. How did you remember that? We just talked about that and, and passed by conversation. Well, if you really want to know, I wrote it down. I, you know, I was sharing with them. I wrote it down and they were excited that I was taking notice and actually taking the time to write it down. And our relationships, I found when I started doing this, we started having more personal conversations. They were opening up more. And before that, it was, you know, basically about work and they kept things short 
to the point. But as I start bringing up things about them outside of work, they started talking to me more. And I said, hey, there, there's something to this. I need to keep this up, not only with the guys in the shop, but, you know, with my advisors and people that I have interest in. It's a simple thing. It's a simple idea. I'm not surprised that it resonates with your staff because it's it doesn't take much to, to motivate people to want, you know, to want to work hard and work hard for you and work hard for the dealership. If you just show, again, a level of interest of them outside of what they of their work duties, you know, ask them about how the kids are or, you know, or just had a new baby, whatever it might be. I would just think that it's, you know, really, they really want to work hard for you because you're showing you care for them. Absolutely. And the thing is, in, in the automotive industry, and you've been doing it for many years, some people feel they are just a number. You know, they come in, they do the job, they go home. They don't care about me outside of the job. All they want me to do is to produce. So when you show your employees that you do care, I mean, I learned uh, that a boy goes a long way. You know, when I had managers that showed interest in me, it I'm not wired to go halfway. I'll give 150%. But when I had managers that would care and they showed that they care, it made me want to do more. You know, I felt like I was a part of the team. They cared about me. So I wanted to go the extra mile. And I see that from the team. So many times managers come in and that's all it is. What'd you do today? What'd you produce today? Hey, I need you to do this. Or they call them in the office and they want to grill them about something that's bad. When I come to work, I look to catch somebody doing something right so I can pat them on the back. I'll call them in the office and sometimes they'll think it's for a bad thing, but I just want to tell them you're doing a good job, you know? And that goes a long way. They feel they're part of the team. They, they know that I care and it works for everyone. And it trinkles over to the customer, you know, happy employees make happy customers. And how would you characterize your leadership style? I would say a friend. Yeah, I know it's not safe. Yeah, I mean, I, I hold the stick. I am the rod, but I'm involved. Um, I'm about training, listening, actually caring. You know, if you have an issue, and I'll give you an example of, of caring. Yes, we have a job to get done, but I had a technician come in and he was having problems at home. And I knew he was off because I do daily walk arounds, checking the temperature. He was not his average self, his normal self. So I called him in the office and we talked and to find out he had, some, had an issue going on with his daughter. His head was in an, wasn't in the right place. He actually broke down and started crying in the office. And I said, hey, I understand what's going on. Yes, we have a job to do, but take today off. Go home, deal with your family, fix that, and then come back to work. And if you need an extra day outside of that, that's fine too. When you come back, be ready, you know? And he was like, man, you actually do care. I said, yes. I mean, I'm there and we have a job to do. And I, I, I stress that and I say it a lot. I want to make sure my team understands we have a job to do, but I'm a realist and I understand. So uh, we party hard and play hard. What do you do like to improve yourself, improve your leadership, improve your skill set? Where do you go to kind of hear the latest thinking or to get ideas from people, other people in the industry and similar positions that you have? Of course, automotive news, uh, I listen to daily. I keep my finger on the pulse. You know, I, I work from 10 to 12 hours, even longer sometimes for the company. Then I put in the work after hours on myself. I get around people that are already doing what I'm trying to do. 
I listen to podcasts, uh, I read uh, books, and I ask a lot of questions. You know, again, there's nothing new under the sun. If I don't know something, I'm reaching out. There was a time in my life to where I was afraid to ask questions because uh, I had this thing that you should know that already. But when I got past that, it shaved a lot of heartache out of my life. Um, so again, automotive news. I listened to uh, Fixed Up Five with Cor- uh, Fixed Up Five with Corey Smith, um, Real AF with Andy Frisilla, and a few others. Uh, Parts Girl, Kate Filio, a lot of podcasts. Listen, I enjoyed the conversation of the month. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Take care and you enjoy your day, friend. Lamont Harris is service director at Selma Nissan, Selma Hyundai, and Genesis of Selma in California. He spoke with our own Dan Shine. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer, as well as our own Michael Martinez and Vince Bond Jr. for their help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on service and parts, manufacturing, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back on Monday for my conversation with dealer Amanda Gordon about the state of the used car market. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.